Oklahoma opening up, but are we ready? Welcome to the recap. I'm Macy Ellerick. And I'm Kenzie Watson. State officials say Oklahoma remains on track with the decreasing number of COVID-19 cases and is ready to expand the reopening process. Governor Kevin Stitt announced Oklahoma's coronavirus infection rate continues to decline with increased testing. The governor said that once adjusted for population, Oklahoma is providing more tests per capacia than many other larger states like California. And the results of those tests show a smaller percentage coming back positive after two weeks of phase one soft reopenings. In phase two, bars can operate if they reduce the number of people allowed inside. Organized sports activities can resume, but they must allow for proper social distancing guidelines. Funerals and weddings can also resume, again, if social distancing is maintained. State leaders still say visits to hospitals and senior living facilities should not happen. And people over 65 or those with compromised immune systems should still follow the safer at home guidelines. I want Oklahoma to be the first state in the nation to get its wings back and serve as an example of a community that works together, not against each other. A community that wins together, succeeds together, and thrives together. This is our moment to showcase Oklahoma's courage and freedom to the nation. Let's work together, let's lead together, and let's win together. Phase two will last for two weeks. If COVID-19 testing continues to show a decline in positive cases, the state can move on to phase three, which could begin as early as June 3rd. It was a political battle this week at the Capitol as the governor rejected the post state budget. But it didn't stop there, as the legislature moved quickly to overturn the governor's vetoes. House Democrats, they announced they were joining Republicans in support of the veto override, even though they did not vote for the original budget bills. The budget was negotiated. Oh, let me redo that. The budget was negotiated without anyone from the governor's office, though the legislature and the governor's office's reasons for that differ. House Speaker Charles McCall said in a statement, the legislature stood united to override the deep cuts these disappointing vetoes would have caused to our shared priority of public education. While we did not take it lightly, we strongly agreed the legislature's co-equal constitution powers had to be exercised to correct and override the governor on this matter. With this issue resolved, we are moving forward together for the people of Oklahoma. The governor said the newly passed state budget is not financially sound and sets Oklahoma up for new problems next year, but he says that fight is in the past. I, I have shared with Oklahomans my reason for vetoing it. Uh, the legislature disagreed with me, and uh, they've got to answer to Oklahomans for that. And I'm happy to stand up every day and tell Oklahomans why I did it. And, uh, but I have no hard feelings. The, the, I've got a lot of, I think of them as my colleagues. We all should be working together. The House and Senate approved a bill that would make changes to virtual charter schools, like our school, Epic Charter Schools. The bill passed both the House and Senate and puts into place new guidelines for how many assignments students should have to complete each quarter to be considered in attendance. It also puts new orientation requirements on virtual charter schools to ensure parents and students are informed when they enroll. The bill also limits transfers during the school year. House Authors Representative Sheila Dill said in a statement, this has been a beautiful collaborative process that started last summer and in my opinion is an example of the way government should work. Everyone came to the table with ideas to improve the virtual charter school law and have been very cooperative. And I believe this will be better policy for our traditional brick and mortar schools as well. In a statement after the bill was approved, Epic Charter School's Assistant Superintendent for Communications, Shelley Hickman wrote, Epic came to the table with fellow educators working on this bill with lawmakers to find common ground. We made the majority of compromises in the spirit of being a good teammate. 
If this pandemic has demonstrated anything, it's that we all must work together to serve all Oklahoma students. Distance learning will be an absolute staple in this new normal. So it is our hope moving forward that everyone will apply more focus on the distance learning needs of Oklahoma students and in the immediate future, utilizing the capacity that exists to deliver distance learning in a meaningful way. That's all the time we have today for this week's edition of The Recap. Thanks for joining us. And make sure to check out the Epic News Network online, both our website and social media channels. You'll see great stories like a new episode of our award-winning podcast, Chalk Thought. And new posts each week from our award-winning editorial artist, Adeline Hamilton, whose brush prints a picture of the story behind the stories you see here. And remember, if you have a story you'd like us to cover, drop us a line and let our team of student journalists know about it. See you next time.